Welcome in, everybody. We are sorry for marking, and we are back for episode 76 here around our WWE water cooler. My name's Wes. I'm here with my man Chase. It is WrestleMania season. Chase, you ready to roll in this episode? Oh, you guys don't even know how ready to roll I am. I've been in full markout mode for like two weeks straight, guys. Like, I can't even handle it right now. I need help. I need you guys to talk me off the ledge. And this is probably not the place to do that because I'm ready to go full markout mode with all of you around the water cooler this week. Welcome in. I've got, I've, I've got to tell the people real quick. I get a text from Chase today. This is how ready he is. Just, I'm in full markout mode. He's at work, middle of the day. I'm sure he should be handling some official hospital business. <laughs> but it's a picture of his desk. There's three or four papers scattered, full pages of typed out notes, and they're highlighted, people. Color-coordinated, <laughs> typed notes. This man is ready. Okay, that's all 100% true. Uh, one, I hope my boss doesn't somehow listen to Sorry for Marking. And if you are, Debbie, um, I did those things... <laughs> I did half of that before I got to work, okay? Don't let Wes... That's my bad. We don't get paid here. I'm sorry for marking for this podcast. Let's just put it that way. But you're right. I'm in full markout mode. I'm excited to be here, man. Now, I know that you... I don't even need to ask how you are because I know you're super bummed because Alexa Bliss is irrelevant as can be. So we can brush on Chase, past how you're doing. One of the greatest talk show hosts <laughs> in the history. That's not how we start the show. Not with that abomination of a talk show. This is the best talk show on the interwebs. How are you doing this week? What are we going to talk about? What's our gimmick segment? Let's do it, dude. Man, a lot to get into this week. First off, wrapping up what has been an extended trilogy due to a couple of the weeks off we had right in the middle of it, which we hate to do. <laughs> but we are finally finishing up our most recent trilogy on custom WWE title belts. Yes, we're staying right here in the modern era this week, and I'm super pumped about it. This could be a win. Could be a win for the modern era, guys. So we've already talked Attitude Era. We've talked Smoke and Skull. We've talked the hardcore title. We went back to my Ruthless Aggression Era. The belt spun there. Chase wasn't happy about it. But we may have got to the bottom of the John Cena hate. That's true. That was an interesting turn of events. That was years in the making. And then wrapping up this week in the modern era. So we'll have that in our main event. And I can't wait to get into our weekly stuff today. Because not only is it WrestleMania season, so there's always stuff to talk about. But I feel like there's some good hot debate topics coming out of Raw this week. I think so. There's a couple good discussion points we're going to talk about. And a lot of times, me and, this show is called Sorry for Marking. A lot of times me and Chase just come here and mark out together. But I think this week we may have some differing views on a couple of things. So I'm interested to see how those discussions go. Me too, man. I'm excited about it. On the road to WrestleMania, the weekly stuff that we recap is, is always more fun because the shows seem more packed. And that's the case this week especially. We'll preview Fastlane, get you ready to go for all that. But first, time for a gimmick segment. And Chase is treating us to, he's giving us a glimpse in to his correspondence with the man himself, not Becky, the man himself, <laughs> Vince McMahon. So we've got a Dear Vince segment coming for you this week. Dear Vince, WrestleMania 2001, WrestleMania 17, however you want to call it, arguably the greatest WrestleMania of all time. A big part of that is three tag teams still in the show at TLC. Lightning in a bottle, the perfect storm for a classic match. Edge and Christian, the Hardys, and the Dudleys. Vince, 
It's time for the classic wrestling remake. We need to redo TLC at WrestleMania 35 in New York and give me the Hardys versus Ricochet and Aleister Black versus the Usos for the SmackDown tag team titles. Please, Vince. Please, Vince. It's 18 years later. It, the, the match markets itself. The Hardys are in it. They need one more run. One more big moment. Ricochet and Aleister Black. They need that breakout mania moment. That breakout mania match. And you have the Usos win the TLC match events. And solidify their spot on possibly many people's Mount Rushmore of WWE tag teams. With Edge and Christian. The Dudleys. The Hardys. The Rockers. You put them up there. You put the Usos up there by having them win a classic TLC match at WrestleMania 35. Sincerely, your friends here at Sorry for Marking, Wes and Chase. Yeah, I co-sign that. I'm on board. Oh, can you imagine? You know, I thought of it when the Hardys, when the Hardys, and we might get to it, when the Hardys came running out this week to help Ricochet and Aleister Black, Matt was wearing his old school red kind of tie-dye red t-shirt that he wore back when they were first debuting. And that style was, during that time is when they had that TLC match when Matt was still wearing that stuff. Started getting flashbacks. Started getting flashbacks, and I thought, man, who would I put in a TLC match with them today? Like, who are the teams that would just fit perfectly? And I came to Ricochet and Aleister Black. Now, a lot of people don't like that because they don't think they're a natural tag team. And I, I, I agree with that. They're more single stars. But for the, it can be a part of this run that they have them on before, I'm guessing, they inevitably break up, black turns on them. But that's a great opportunity to get them over before they're even really into a single story. Exactly. You, know, you don't really want to start anything up right here during Mania season. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way to use them. Get them over in that TLC match, and the next night on SmackDown, have Aleister Black kick Ricochet's face off. Boom. They're both single stars now. Solidifies the Usos. The Hardys get one more run. And you got Ricochet. And that. It's perfect, man. It's perfect. And that could really jumpstart the tag team division. It's been no secret here. We are big fans of tag team wrestling, and we think that division is loaded with talent right now. And it just hasn't been there. It's pretty hard to explain if you it look is. at what they have and what we've gotten the last couple years from tag teams. It is. But maybe that could be it. Maybe that could be the spark to kind of ignite the whole thing. Man, that's so true. That's a great point. I hadn't even thought of the result could be the spark that ignites maybe a tag team revolution. We've had the women's revolution. I was arguing, not arguing, but discussing with a one of our Day One is H listeners earlier about is the rise of the women kind of, maybe is there only so much room for your men's singles and, you know, the women or the tag team, somebody's always got to be down a little bit. I hope that's not the case, and it shouldn't be with how many hours they throw at us on television. But it's something to discuss down the line. It's something I just want you to think about while we're on this kind of tag team thread. But I think these three tag teams would tear the house down in New York. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Fans want it. It's not like fans don't want good tag teams. It's not like fans are going, nah, we're done with tag teams. Like, we want a, a great tag team match. They're always memorable if you can have a great one. I would argue sometimes, like, the ceiling of a tag team match is sometimes higher than a singles match. Absolutely. Just because of everything you can do. Yeah, four guys, a lot yeah. more moving parts. Right. And it just doesn't happen a lot on Raw and SmackDown, let alone pay-per-views. Usos and New Day have had some battles. But give us that 
and let it, you're right, let it ignite the tag team revolution. Please, Vince, we can make that the P.S. P.S. All, the, all what we just said, P.S., all of what we just said. Sincerely sorry for marking. P.S.S., please give us a job. All right, send it off. That all feels that feels good. It's been a while. I was feeling kind of disconnected from Vince. Yeah, I'm sure he, like was he was starting to. His... Yeah, it feels like he was probably starting to worry. He don't know what to do. Well, man, he's yeah, he's out of control right now. We'll, we'll get into it. I'm we'll sure as we that. talk about the weekly stuff. But are we to blame? We haven't Ooh. been writing. We haven't been writing. I don't know, guys. Let us know. Follow us at Sorry for Marking on Instagram. Follow us on at Sorry for Marking on Facebook. Search us on Facebook. Sorry for Marking. Sorryformarking.com is where you can subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe on the Facebook page and in the Instagram bio. Um, give us as many subs- subscribers as we can. Tell your friends. We appreciate all the new listeners we've gotten. And this is the best time to tell somebody because we understand what it's like not to have that WrestleMania discussion. I've been itching for it all week to sit here with Wes and you all around the water cooler. So I know there's people out there that don't get to have that. We want those people to have that. And thanks to everybody out there listening right now, whether this is your first episode, whether you've been on board since day one, we appreciate you guys. But now, our day one is H listeners know what's coming. It's time for our main event segment, Wrapping up what has been a very fun trilogy. I really like these ones that are a little more lighthearted, kind of get a little gimmicky, you know, out there on the fringes a little bit more. A little more more niche. Yeah. (laughs) So we've been talking custom championship belts, looking at the most memorable ones, all the way from Chase's Attitude Era, all the way up through my era, all the way up past the Dark Ages into the modern era. (laughs) Here we are. So where do you want to start this thing, man? I think coming, I'm going to be honest, Come, the bar is set pretty high coming out of my era right now. <coughs> Excuse me? This might be the lowest bar you've ever set for your era, Wes. That's where I'm at. Eight years, Chase. Let me just ask you this. You had to put up with that spinner belt for eight years. I feel bad for that. What do you think warrants a custom title because there's been so many gimmicks in the history of wrestling obviously like undertaker never got a custom title um mankind never got a custom title Shawn michaels never got a custom title i'm staying in my air a little bit but eddie guerrero never got a custom title what i'm trying to say is it has to just be more of a lightning in a bottle this gimmick is so over or this gimmick has so much heat that this belt's going to either enhance that that gimmick by getting you more over or give you so much heat that the mere presence of the title makes you more mad because it's that title. So I, I want I want th- you have those those two ways and I think we're going to see perfect examples of those in this modern era. Yeah. And I think it's a lot about the character too. I think when you look back to the best ones from our eras John Cena bringing in the spinner title. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was good for at first. Right. And Stone Cold with the smoking skull. Like, it was both those anti-authority, like, new, brash, you know, shake up the status quo. Like It, it was, was edgy. That, right. Mm-hmm. Like, you weren't carrying their title. Like, it's time for something new. Like, it's some, those kind of characters, I think, are perfect for that title, too. Absolutely. You're right. And you're correct in the sense that the modern era has a couple great examples of ways that the custom title just fits perfectly with the gimmick or the heat however you want to have it we have two opposite ends of the spectrum here 
what end do you want to start on in this discussion, kind of? I just want to start with my favorite. Okay, that's I fine. Your Mount Rushmore. The, I think this is the one. Like, yeah. I think this is the one that encapsulates everything we just said. The eco-friendly Planets Championship. I want to call it the vegan title, but because it's on your Mount Rushmore of custom belts, I'm going to give you this. So we'll call it the eco-friendly Planets, Planets Championship. Championship. Okay, yeah, it just rolls it. off the top. All natural. It's hemp. a little mouthy. It's it's a lot. We'll we'll figure it out. I might have to drink some more water. Carved from the wood of a fallen oak tree. What are the? Is there emeralds in it, or is it? What are those? The I think green. Some sort of stones. Stones, just some mm-hmm. good for the earth kind right. of stones. You, you think we're putting emeralds from some? Oh, true. Come on. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. Come on. Diamond emeralds. I, sorry. War emerald. But yeah, I want to start with the eco-friendly planets championship because I think everything you said in the intro, I think this belt is that. I think you're right, and I'm actually kind of jealous that it's on your Mount Rushmore. I should have jumped on it because I think you're right. It is the greatest custom belt of all time. Do you think we have recency bias? We're not. We're usually pretty good about not doing that, considering our podcast revolves around past eras. <laughs> if anything, we're. You know, it hurts it if That's it's recent. True. That's true. <laughs> I, at first, I thought it could be. But after doing this trilogy, doing some research, and seeing the options we had, I was kind of, that's one thing I was kind of surprised about. That there was not a ton of super great, memorable custom titles over the years. No, there hasn't been. And you know what's great about this one? Is it fits so well with just our, our society right now. Like, this, Daniel Bryan could only do this in this moment in time, in wrestling history, in America, in the world, this is a topic that's so polarizing and draws so much heat and is so complicated that Daniel Bryan has taken all of that and putting it in this little package and is summarized in that championship belt. And I think that's what makes it so special. It's because we have never seen this before because it wasn't as relevant before and we probably will never see it again. It's this moment in time right now. We're an eco-friendly planet's title belt and a vegan, evil vegan Daniel Bryan fit perfectly. I didn't realize it till I said it, but Bryan fits that mold of the characters I said that are best with the custom title. Mm-hmm. Like he is, it's not against the company or against Vince McMahon, but it's against... I mean, it's against consumerism. It's right. against... It's it's. He's he's coming in, sta- shaking up the status quo and trying to make you know it's got all that to it, which I didn't even realize until we talked about it. Right. He's anti. You know, Brian at this point is anti everybody. Like everybody to him is guilty of these terrible things that were killing the planet, and that's what that bell represents to him. Like I I have to hold on to this so I can I can have a voice to tell you right. these things. This is bigger than me. Like this right. isn't about being the WWE champion. It's about having a platform so I can make a difference. And that belt as long as he has that, he has that platform and that's what makes it so cool. And it looks really good. It does look great. I really it's a like great that looking title. title. I would drop too much money on on WWE shop if the Hill wife was oh, not being a hill about it. Maybe that's my second title. Ooh, it could be, man. You, you declared it on your Mount Rushmore. You might as well buy it and put it on the wall with the big gold. Yeah, just that easy. Yeah, easy as that because you don't have a hill wife either. <laughs> um, here's the thing. It does look tremendous. It really does. Does it glow? 
Nah, that doesn't feel like it would be in the spirit of the title. Do you feel the glow right now? Because I want to talk about Naomi and this custom glow title belt. We didn't... Did you even consider it for your Mount Rushmore? Oh, yeah. I thought it was a dark horse I was going okay. to get. Okay. I planned on it being my fourth pick. Well, I'm proud of this one. And Naomi made this belt and made the most of it. So real quick, I, have you seen... There's a whole Total Divas episode... I did see that. Okay, based around that the, was the year that was the season Alexa Bliss was on, so I watched. Okay, <laughs> I, it shocked me when you said you've seen it. Yeah. Now it makes sense. Um, <laughs> that was such a cool. She did that herself. She went and got it tricked out, and it it didn't look great, but she had an idea for it, and she thought she was going to get in big trouble, and it turned out she kind of got a. We didn't like that you did this to this belt because this is really expensive and it represents a lot. But man, this is pretty cool. We're gonna go see what we can come up with, right? Like so, maybe ne- maybe next time go through the proper channels and ask. But right, she just she's got it done. I like seeing that. Like it, I love seeing her fighting for it, and that made me like the title more. Seeing it come from her directly, exactly that, and it makes you wonder how many great gimmicks out there and belt I- title ideas did these wrestlers have for their own custom titles, and didn't just go out on a limb and do it. And especially in this modern era, that's rare to see. And Naomi said, fuck it. Like, I'm doing it. What do I have to lose? Like, I'm the champ. This I'm never going to be more on top than I am right now. The worst they could do is take that away from me, in which case I was the champ and I have something to stand on. It was so cool to see. And the belt looks awesome. Now, there's people that hate this belt. That it insults. The tradition, similar to how I felt about the spinner, they feel about the glow. How come interesting. I, how come I don't feel that way? Well, I think part of it is, and I hesitate to say this just because we're both really big fans of women's wrestling here, but yeah. it wasn't the WWE Championship. Like, that belt just is more prestigious. It meant more to you, mm-hmm. personally. Um, well, I think that's, that's, that's part of it. That's not women's fault while they're why their right. belt's not as the prestigious. The history is just not there. I mean, no. you go back to when we came back into wrestling, those titles didn't exist. It was no. the Divas Championship. They will. Those titles will be as prestigious as the WWE title one day. Mm-hmm. Um, not yet. And then you might get pissed off if somebody throws a spinner on it. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm looking at it like that. And I guess adult, modern era, fantasy booker chasse. That does kind of irritate me, though. That I was so hard on the spinner, and now I'm not hard on the glow. Not only are you not hard on it, you love it. One, one, you can turn, the the glow turns off. When the lights come on, it looks like just a blinged out championship belt. It looks really diamondy when the lights turn on, which looks cool. That spinner never fucking stopped spinning, Wes. It was spinning when people were getting hit across the face with it. It was spinning when John Cena was just holding in the air. It just was spinning when somebody's walking down the ramp. Why does it always need to spin? Naomi turns the glow off. Like, just stop at the spinner. Maybe only spin it when you want to. Ah, now you done got me started on the spinner belt again. I was trying to cherish the beauty of the glow belt because it, I don't know if Naomi's going to win the title again, but man, that was two belts in this modern era that were once in a lifetime type of custom titles. Pretty fun. Naomi's entrance overall is so unique. So the mm-hmm. title, it was cool seeing the title in that in the entrance too. Yes, too. yes, especially WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. A lot of fun. 
You remember that? You probably don't because she beat, she won she, it from Alexa. Yeah, but she didn't get it. Oh, she didn't have, she didn't have the glow title, mm-hmm. but she her entrance was really cool. Yeah, she Orlando. won it that night. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. She did win it that night. We may not see many more custom titles like these because I wanted to get your opinion on the new craze in wrestling, the side plates on the titles. Oh, yes. Thanks for reminding me. I forgot all about these. And I think this is actually a pretty big discussion point Mm -hmm. in this trilogy. Well, because this new era now and this modern era allows wrestlers to customize their belts without making it gaudy. And every every championship's a custom belt now. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it is. There's custom side plates that go on the traditional belt. Right. So the side plates are custom, makes the belt custom, but you can change them out. And if you want to, you can just have WWE on them. You know, if there's ever kind of a vacant or anything like that. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a really good addition to... Because you can keep the tradition of the belt and you can have that same design for hopefully a long time. Right. It's not my favorite design, but... Really? Just stick with something. See, that's some... We're not on a regular titles episode, but it's a discussion to have, I don't know when, about... I love the modern design that they have on the WWE oh, title, good. the I women's like titles. Where would you rank it amongst this is just a little bonus conversation. Right. Okay, I'll give you four. Winged Eagle, classic winged eagle. Okay. Attitude era winged eagle. Okay. Big gold the world heavyweight championship, which is hanging over my head right now. I understand. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> and the current WWE and, title. Yeah, and the current title. Rank those for me. So I would go Original Winged Eagle, current WWE title, what? Attitude Era title, and World Heavyweight title. You are a fool. That's just you based on design crazy, and you looks. You are a crazy fool. That's just based on design and looks. Now, I would buy, like, if I'm my next belt could be the Attitude Era WWE title because I would, that was my era. Obviously, that's the era I talk about every week. But as far as pure looks, man, yeah, I like the current WWE title more than, more than the Attitude Era belt and the the big goat hanging above your head there. To me, it just, it incorporates that you got the diamond, the gold, the leather behind the W. It's real sleek. Like, I'm, I'm just a fan. I bought it. That's why I, <laughs> I liked it so much. Um, I'm a fan of it. It's so, it's unique to me. Right. Again, obviously, it's one of their most popular belts because, I mean, all these, LeBron James is walking around with it. Kevin Love. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's not my favorite of all time, but make that your belt right. and make that your belt for a long time and let that be a fixture and a symbol. Right. I agree with that. You know, you just have to put time in. With yeah. It. And now that they give them away to every league's champion, like all oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So long story short, the side plates are cool on these current titles because you can keep those designs and every wrestler gets a cool, like a logo that mm-hmm. you can market and yeah, sell t-shirts, sell t-shirt, whatever you need yeah. to do with that logo. It's yours now, you know, my next question before I'm going to read the verdict on this one. I wanted to ask you it's my on the spot West question of the week. The next wrestler to have like a full on custom title like a Daniel Bryan eco-friendly planets title or a glow Naomi title who are you thinking? Who are you picking? Okay I think I could think about this all day. I'm just going to go with my instinct my first thought and you're, you're maybe you're going to kill me for this one, Bray Wyatt. 
Okay. I think, and who knows what he's going to be when he returns, right. if he returns. Right. Is he still in the lake? <laughs> Chase, did he get oh, out yeah, of the lake? Oh, yeah, he did go in the lake. The lake of reincarnation. Bullshit. They did not name that well because he has not come back. Well, he's in the process. It's fine. Let's not get off. Listen, once you get going on Bray, but you yeah, get real was... grumpy. I don't. <laughs> I can't deal with grumpy Bray, Bray Mark West tonight. The Bray Wyatt character, I think, could be that type of character, yeah, I think, right. is the one who gets a custom belt. So that's the one. That's a good one. You want to know mine real quick? Mm -hmm. Matt Riddle, make it a marijuana leaf. <laughs> yep. Make it, do it, Vince. That's the next dear Vince. You know what? Throughout do it. the span. <laughs> do it. Over the life of his career, who knows? Society's changing, Chase. Society's changing, man. Give Matt Riddle his custom marijuana belt. He's earned that shit. All right, man. Before we move on to the modern era stuff, give us his verdict. What are you thinking? The modern era wins this trilogy is what I'm thinking. If they have two Mount Rushmore type of custom titles, and keep in mind, in my Attitude Era, the Brahma Bull title never saw the light of day. I had the Smoking Skull. We all know what happened in your era with the Spinner debacle. So, I'm giving it to the Modern Era. I think I agree because maybe the top two, of all the belts we discussed, if you rank them, the top two might belong to the Modern Era. It'd be hard to argue with it. And then I think you add the the X factor of the side plates that has never existed before the modern era. I think that gets it. That completes a rare modern era victory here at Sorry for Marking. Mm -hmm. We went through the Attitude Era. We went through the Ruthless Aggression. Here we are at the modern, and they finally get a win. They needed a win. You guys can tell us whether you agree or not at Sorry for Marking on our Facebook page, Instagram, however you want to find us. We'll be posting the episodes on there as well. Um, so let us know. But I, yeah, man. I think this it's is a pretty modern. clear cut. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty it's the clear modern. victory, I think. I'm hammering it down. We're going to, you know, we got so many attitude and aggression era listeners that I are going to be mad about it. I think your attitude era this. gets, puts up a fight because of the hardcore title. It does. Because of that. It does. But the hardcore title, it, it technically fits because it was designed for mankind. But when it, the 24 hour rule and everything, it just kind of became. Not as gimmicky because it fit into the like WWE had the World Heavyweight Championship. WWE well, Championship. it became its own division. It yeah. exactly it yeah. became its own division. So I don't know. I, I I have a hard time putting it with like the glow belt and the gotcha because it it's not really in the spirit of custom titles. Right. It would it would be like if the like the spinner belt went on for eight years. But yeah, I have a hard time with putting it. With that, but the hardcore title is in the discussion. The smoking skull is in the discussion. But you're right. When it comes to the top two, it's hard to argue with the glow and the vegan. I'm sorry, the eco-friendly planets championship. Yes. God, that's a mouthful. It rolls off the tongue. All natural. All natural. Hemp, carved <laughs> from the wood of a fallen oak tree, naturally fine. I think you should buy it, just so I can play with it. I just want. I want to mess with. I want to see like. Is it gonna feel like it feels like it feels like rope? Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. I feel like hemp. WWE shop should only have it for maybe ten dollars. If it's all natural. That's true. That shit better be yeah. cheaper. Yeah, I'm buying it. Hell, we ten bucks. You get the eco friendly planets championship. Do it, WWE. <laughs> Do it. Okay. So congrats to the modern era. A rare victory for them. 
But now, let's get back onto this road to WrestleMania 35. Yeah, speaking of the modern era, it's it's like a field of fire right now, man. Like, you're dodging landmines watching Raw and SmackDown. You don't know what's going to pop off next, and I'm loving almost every bit of it. Well, here's where I want to start. Okay. Because I think this is an interesting conversation and a very reality-era conversation to be having. The Triple H promo from Monday, the Batista feud overall... I'm super excited for this feud. This is from my era. I'm happy Batista's back. Um, I'm, I want to get into that, but just the promo specifically, too, I think is an interesting conversation point. It is. Because Triple H didn't blur some lines. like He straight up jumped out of kayfabe there for a little bit. He and did. I think that's always an interesting conversation to have. It is. And because your, for your initial thoughts were, oh my God, maybe promo of the year. Amazing. My initial thoughts were kind of like, uh, and that surprised me. That did surprise me that you that you were reserved with that. But it finished. I want. I don't want to interrupt whatever thought. No, I want you. you I want. Going. I want you to start because we we're a positive podcast here around the water cooler. So right. I want you. We to always begin. start with the positive yeah, take, whichever one start. of us has the positive <laughs> take. Well, I do feel like overall, I'm going to tie this back into the Triple H promo. But overall, this is probably the most reality era mania build we've ever had between Rollins saying Lesnar don't ever show up on Monday Night Raw to Becky and Ronda I don't even have to say how reality era that is it's literally happening in reality on on the interwebs and then Triple H and Batista now has jumped that kind of kayfabe and crossed that line so I agree that there's a lot happening right now that feels like it's walking the kayfabe line at times breaking it but I didn't feel like this was too far. I didn't feel like this was too far at all because I'm always complaining about stories in WWE missing that extra something, that extra fire. And it's damn near impossible because of people like us to, to surprise people and to shock people and to give people natural, visceral reactions. It's almost impossible. We know, we know the script of Raw just as good as Triple H knows the script of Raw some weeks. So when you can cross that line and make people go, oh, I'm never, never going to hold that back because that's the natural evolution of wrestling, in my opinion. I don't, I think, I do think there's a line. I don't think saying, I don't think acknowledging the line is crossing the line. That's, and I think for a lot of people, and I think more of in your side of it is, you cross the line by saying, we're not, by saying I'm crossing the line, basically. But I, I don't think so. I, I think that can be what the reality era is, especially in situations with Triple H and Batista, where it's more of a WrestleMania attraction match. So that's where I'm still kind of working through my thoughts on this. Because I do think if there's a storyline and if there's characters you could do this with, it's these guys. Right. If you do look past the kayfabe, that was potentially a really cool night for, yes, Richard Fleer. Like... He got to come back to Raw. He had all of his old friends. There's Sting, Kurt Angle, Ricky Keep in mind, Sting wasn't in the makeup. I just want to keep with this thread of feeling real. Right. It was all a very, it felt like a birthday celebration for the man and a cool moment for him. So on that, that's where it all makes sense. And then you have Batista coming in and taking that away from the man behind Ric Flair. Like that was a cool personal moment. And he did that to personally get at Triple H because he knows their relationship. But where I run into issues is where Triple H looks into the camera and says, 
I'm not the character. Like, I don't, in the middle of a show where we're supposed to buy into every other character on the show, like, that kind of throws me for a loop. Like, it's all very, this is all very delicate stuff we're dealing with here, Chase. It is. Because you, you have to acknowledge, for this story to work, you acknowledge the real people and not the characters. But you can't acknowledge the fact that this is all still story in a setup, and they all knew it was coming. You know what I True. mean? True. Like no, I, I get it. Out. Like, it's all very tricky. I get it. And, and this, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to play this game, but mm. I'm going to have to, it's going to take me some time, I think. <laughs> no, I get it. And I I think there is a line to cross, and this is the most the fourth wall has been broken since the pipe bomb CM Punk promo. But I, I think if you handle it delicately, and if you trust, you know, first of all, Triple H has been in and out of character all year. When we have NXT, he goes out there and gets a standing ovation for 10 minutes. He comes out on Raw, he gets booed for 10 minutes. So it's kind of been a thing where Triple H is in and out anyway. And if anybody's going to bring that out of him, it can be Batista because of all the history they have. But they have so much history, they don't even need to do that. Like if you just go back to their kayfabe in-ring history, Mm -hmm. there's so much to go off of. There is, but why not kick it up a notch? Why not add the personal element to it? Now, you can argue that they could have done that and not said, this is think, not Triple H right now. Right. I think I'm cool with everything you're saying, except my line's just a little... Like, you draw the line at spinners, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I draw the line here just a little sooner than you do. Yeah. Like, don't acknowledge that you're not Triple H, because mm-hmm. that's that's bullshit. I understand do that. that. I can see that. And then Ricochet's coming out, and Aleister Black's coming out the next match. Like, you're telling me he's not a tatted-up mm-hmm. sorcerer? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're telling me now? Right. But, you see, but then in my mind, I feel... Triple H is not in any way doing the same thing that Ricochet and Aleister Black are doing in his career, in the company right now. When he comes out, it's completely different. It's like when him and Stephanie come. I don't see him as a weekly wrestling character on my television. He is Triple H. No, he's Paul Levesque. This isn't about the character, Chase. Right, but but, but he's the authority figure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not doing what Ricochet and Aleister Black are doing. Mm-hmm. Like, he literally he goes out every week and says he's the COO, and Stephanie's yeah. the COO. Like, he literally is above those guys. Yeah, he is the boss. Yeah. So, And that's why I think with this, I'm going to come around to it, and I think this is the story to do it with. But maybe it's just the timing, like with the Ronda and Becky stuff going on right now, mm-hmm. and you just had the Roman Reigns thing, which I completely understand that. I don't. I never had an issue with that. Right. Like you throw all this in, and then you have Triple H looking into the camera and saying, "It's a lot. It's Rick all." Rick Flair's real name is Richard Flair. It's a lot. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> it's a lot, but I'm gonna tell you, it might be something that's gonna have to grow on you because I don't think this is going anywhere. Because, like I said, well, natural. Just stop giving people ring names then. Natural evolution of wrestling. I, but you can't. Yeah, you can't be too liberal about. I get that. You, I'm using people's real names is tough. But he, he only used Richard Flair. He didn't say he was Paul Levesque. Dave Batista always go. He's always called him Dave in and out of mm-hmm. character. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, then you're stuck on the name thing. It feels like you draw the line on the names. That's where you're. It's coming. where he looks in and says, "This isn't." He acknowledges this mm-hmm. isn't the character and the names. Like, yes, that's it for me. I think hitting people in that emotional feel spot, man, with the flair almost dying last year, tying that all up into the feud. You can say you didn't need it. I feel like I'm never I'm never going to say we didn't need it if it made me pop more. And it did. So I can't go back and say we didn't need that. Okay, so now let's transition into the Ronda Becky stuff. Uh-huh. 
um, which wasn't where we planned to go, but this is where the conversation is leading us. No, we're fine. So when you have Rhonda saying that armbar looks fake and she's calling her about Becky Quinn, like, do you still feel the same way well, about this? You mean on Twitter? Right. Completely different. Okay, what if she said that in the middle of the ring? If she said Rebecca like, Quinn... Like Triple H did. Well, that's two different things. Those are two completely... Whoa, 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 you son of a bitch. If if Rhonda stands in the ring and says, I don't care what the script says, Rebecca Quinn, I'm going to beat the living shit out of you, that's much different than Triple H going... His real name is Richard Fleer, and he was he was very sick, and he almost died. Like... Those are two completely different things because Rhonda is still in character saying these things about a fake storyline and saying Rebecca Quinn, whereas Richard Fleer really did almost die. Rhonda Rousey does not mean she's going to beat the shit out of Rebecca Quinn. Rhonda Rousey is about to beat the shit out of Becky Lynch. Triple H makes you believe because it's true that Richard Fleer was really in the hospital, was really sick. And then you go into more of the blur and where he's like, Batista ruined that. Batista ruined everything. Well, he did, but it's scripted. Triple H is really mad that his birthday got ruined. And boom, you're right back in it. Now, all he did was use Richard Fleer. Nothing else. He didn't break anything else other than saying this is not the character. This is the man. But he's done that before. He said this is not the game before. He said you're not getting. Well, because I can separate the game and COO. Triple H. Okay. Like it's two different roles. I think that's yeah. fine. And I, I, I applauded them last week. We both did for doing the little things right to make this seem real. Yeah. So you're, you go the extra mile and you don't have a camera there already. And you have, you start with Batista dragging a cameraman across mm-hmm. the hallway. You do everything right to make it look real. And then Triple H comes out and says, but this isn't that. Like, this isn't real. Uh, in my mind, Triple H came out and said, this is everything. This is all happening. This is all real. Like, everything from Steen not wearing the makeup to Batista having to drag a cameraman, from the start, they booked it to be real. So, make it as real as possible. Just do that for every story all the time and stay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which maybe that's asking too much. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be, they're going to go too far. I mean, you're not the only one that thinks that, obviously. They're going to go too far. They're going to fuck up. But I would rather them walk that line, because I'm an attitude error guy, Walk the damn line. This is TV. TV gets away with so much shit on weekly television, and and WWE can't even say a name without their fans getting all riled up. We can't be like that. Because if not, wrestling won't evolve. All we talk about is how much we want better storylines and more fire in the promos. This is that. Now, it might cross some lines, and when it does that, we're going to have to... You're going to have to trust WWE to correct itself, and I think it will. But this is how more and more storylines are going to have to go. People are going to have to get on board with that. I think they're all going to be good, though. So I don't think it's anything people are going to have an issue getting on board with at the end of the day. But speaking of Becky and Rhonda, she did do that on Twitter. That's a whole nother thing, you know, because I said that's on Twitter as if that's completely separate. But that's their real person Twitter accounts. But usually they're always in character on those. They're using that to advance their story. And this, not everybody does that, but these right. two are doing that. Right. That's yeah. something that's interesting. I think there's more room to fuck up there 
than there is on our television screens. You know what I'm saying? No, no way, man. Yeah, there's so you can really fuck with things. Everybody, WWE is so built separate. on social media. It uses it. So what's so going to more than any other company in the world? Braun Strowman is Adam Sure on Instagram, and he likes guns and hunting. Right. What if? But if he's that dude on TV, that's going to be more jarring than Twitter. But if, but if Braun Strowman goes on Twitter and says something about Bobby Roode's wife and says, I don't care who the hell you are. I don't like you or your damn wife. This ain't Braun. This is Adam Schur talking. That's that's People can look at the Becky Ronda thing and think, oh, I'm going to do that. you know. And that's where you can... There's there's more room to fuck up because it's not as regulated. It's its own thing. I'm not talking about Adam Sir posting his pictures, like doing their hobbies and pictures of their kids or talking about the NBA game tonight. I'm talking about when they're trying to be edgy in their Twitter accounts, like Ron and Becky are being, there's a lot of room to really mess up a bunch of stuff, wrestling kind of fourth wall lore. Then whereas if you're on TV, and you still have a scripted thing. Like, Triple H knew, I'm going to say Richard Fleer. Like, those things can be structured so that they don't cross a line. Whereas Twitter, not quite as much. So that's what that's what I mean by that. Plus so, Triple H is Triple H. Like, exactly. I, I trust it in his hands. <laughs> that's why I'm more okay with it. Yeah, because when we were talking about it through text, you said if, if Seth Rollins came out and did this, you might feel differently about it. Exactly. Which I thought was interesting. But well, be, I've explained because yeah. I see Triple H in right. a different It's just a case by case situation. Exactly. It's going to be, and this probably won't be the last time me and you will have this discussion. No. So it'll be interesting to see how our this discussion is going to evolve over time. I don't know how, mm -hmm. but it's going to. Well, it's going to evolve with wrestling. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I can't beat my reality era drum, and I've been nicknaming this era the reality era forever. And then when the reality starts happening, I can't. I got to stand. I got to die on this hill. Like it's it's good. Yeah, and I think overall I agree with you. I just yeah. think, like I said, we our lines are in different places. Yeah, yeah, and WWE is going to test both our lines all the time. It seems <laughs> it's what they're doing on a weekly basis now, which I'm loving. So we kind of touched on Becky Ronda. We'll yeah. Touch, well, let's circle back around to that when okay. we get to our fast lane predictions. Okay, that's fine. Um, but before we move on to the SmackDown side of things, the Shield. The band is back together, Chase. It's the biggest shield mark I know, so I want to get I want to get your take on this. This is going to be a want, 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 a want, 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 mm -hmm. not feeling it. I understand why it's happening, and that feels very behind the curtain. So I don't like I. It feels like Dean is leaving, so they're the money match at this kind of throwaway pay-per-view on the way to WrestleMania can be the one last Shield reunion. But man, that that means they were forced to rush a reconciliation that should have taken a whole few to correct. We kind of touched on this last week, and that was your kind of your requirements for this to be good. Like, Dean was going to have to earn it mm -hmm. to get back into the good graces of these guys. And he didn't. Now they were begging him to come back. I, I just... Roman, I can understand... Like, I can understand Roman having this new lease on life. And, like, that's a good kind of, like, a reality era kind of deal. Because Roman has this new lease on life and he feels this way, 
he wants to squash all that bullshit that didn't even matter in the larger scheme of life and be cool with get the brothers back together. It's Seth who I had the issue with. Because Seth has these still raw emotions. He didn't go through what Roman went through. All he got was that night of Dean turning on him. He didn't get to go walk with Roman through this and come out okay and have this new lease. He still has to be fighting those emotions. And he didn't. He was just like, all right, Roman, you're right. I'll go, I'll go talk to him. And then he went and talked to him. I, I wasn't feeling any of it. Like Dean saying, this is something I got to, you want to talk? No, I got to go do this. Like Seth, don't talk to that man. Beat the shit out of him. Like, I don't like it. I understand it. I don't like it. It's not the Shield reunion we should get. And I know that it's snake bitten. The Shield reunion is snake bitten. At this point, I've accepted we're not going to get a smooth <laughs> Shield reunion. So this is just throwing another one into the failed Shield reunion pile for me. What are, what's your current temperature on what you think Dean's doing? Which is kind of an interesting question. Because I've kind of been, like, I thought it was all legit. And he's not resigning. He's mm-hmm. going to do different things. But now WWE is acknowledging it so much. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you because that's the only part of this that I'm intrigued by. Yeah. Is the, and I know Chase the Fantasy Booker here, but where do you, if this is one last time, if Dean really is leaving, it's all from not. But where do you go? Why is it one last time if Dean's not leaving? I guess that's my question to the people who think he's staying. And I'm starting to come around on the fact you and shout out to Alex, who's our day one as H listeners, been on this from day one, kind of thinking, I'm not buying this. No, not me. I've bought it. It all seems very but legit. You, but you to came me. around a little quicker to me than, than me on this. I, it, well, it was kind of this last week that changed it for me because they brought it up so much. And even Roman mentioned it yeah, in just, the promo with Seth. It's a weird thing to do if he is leaving. Like uh-huh. It's just something we haven't seen in the past. You know, he mentioned, is he coming or going? That's what Roman said in the promo. There's a reality era theme to what's... This is a reality era build. It's, but you think it's kind of hurting the story here because it could be rushed. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if there's a crazy turn they could take, and I don't think they're going to do it, but a lot of people do. The reason I'm not liking it is because it feels rushed, but what if Roman's rushing them back together because he's out, he's turning heel. He's going to turn on his brothers. Our, speaking of Alex, he mentioned that as well. Adrian, another day one is H listener. Shout out to Adrian. He's mentioned that. If I was a betting man, I think Ambrose turns on Reigns. And that's your Mania match. And Ambrose goes. Roman beats Ambrose on the way out. Mm-hmm. If I was a betting man, mm-hmm. which I'm not, but if I was. Yeah. So it it all feels, it's hard to criticize sometimes when things happen that are out of their control. And maybe they try to tie their plans back together real fast. I, I this have shield a, thing I is get something a, I'm willing to let it play out. Let right. the cake bake, see what happens before right. I judge it at this point. Yeah. To me, it just feels like they're telling you what the cake is. Like, it's going to come out of the oven, shield, one, one last time match. That's what we're doing here. But maybe I'm wrong. So we'll see. Roman Hill turn would be something, right? After all those years investing, Vince <laughs> invested in him to be a face, and he finally gets the amount of over that he wants, but it would be a very Vince thing. It would be a very Vince yeah, thing. Yeah, and it would be super cool, but at the same time, so frustrating. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that he never pulled the trigger on all the perfect opportunities in the past. <laughs> I know. I know. 
Is that really it from Raw? I mean, we covered... Is anything else worth mentioning we'll get to on the Fastlane predictions? Your boy Big Otis got over with me a little more this week. I want to throw that out there. We'll get to that in the future. Mm -hmm. I I think the stock is up for Mm -hmm. Heavy Machinery. I think so. They had a good week. But let's kick off this SmackDown discussion by giving out an award, shall we? Oh, it's time. It's time! It's time! Sorry for markings. Mark out moment of the week. So you were actually the one to nominate this, and I'm so happy you did because with all the big stuff going on, we've kind of we haven't found time, and I wanted it's new, but I wanted to make sure we found time to talk about this. In the Orton style stuff, we have bubbling. Oh yeah. There was a moment this week that's winning our award. Yeah, and it put me in mark out mode for this potential feud. You were in last week. This week put me in. Well, Chase, I just see things before they. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You're a wrestling savant. Orton hears Styles say that Kofi deserves a title shot and should get one before him, blah, blah, blah. Orton says, you're promoting somebody else to get a title shot instead of you? Hmm. No wonder it took you 15 years to get here. Mark out moment I did not see coming. That was harsh. Dude, Harsh because you. it's kind of true. <laughs> I'm serious. I just that's really good, man. This feud is built in. It's perfect. You have the career WWE guy, the third generation phenom, versus the guy who's had to scratch and claw and work all around the world for over a decade to get a shot in WWE. Yes, it's all right there. It almost to the point where I, I'm so excited for this feud. I'm kind of bummed it's not for the title. Like, I'm afraid going into Mania, this is going to get lost in the mid-card somewhere. It's one of those that could. And the potential for this feud, like, there should be a title on the line here. Well, and you're right, but this might be the start of an AJ Styles-Randy Orton feud rather than just a build and then one big match. True. We saw that with AJ and Shinsuke last last year. year. Yeah, that could it could be the beginning of something that could lead to a title. I don't know. But it, it feels good because this is... You're right, it could get lost in the shuffle, but this kind of depth is how you build those classic WrestleManias. Those ones where you're like, I don't, every match is frick, I'm on cloud nine right now, every match is amazing. You need depth to go on one of those runs, and this type of feud, to have this kind of fire just off two backstage segments, plus another potential feud in WrestleMania match that I want to get to with our other award, you're building some depth for a classic WrestleMania card. So that's what kind of popped me. Yeah, that's true. And this match has all the makings. There's not a title on the line, but you have the names and you have the history and you have yeah. the built-in story. Maybe it's so good it doesn't need a title. I just yeah. just get the time. I just wanted to get the spotlight and the yeah. time that I think this feud will end up deserving. They could have a great match, too. Yeah. So all that feud, to me, that you build it on that mark-out moment. No wonder it took you 15 years to get here. <laughs> it's so good. It's not the house he built. Orton's been there for... 15 years. <laughs> right. The whole time you've been doing whatever you've been doing. Right. You weren't building anything. Orton was building it. That's money. You're right. They do need a big spotlight for that. Congrats to Orton taking home an award this week. He hasn't yeah. had many. No, I don't give Orton a lot of love on here. I'm not happy with the way his character stalled about midway through his career and never got back up. But <laughs> the way his character stalled for about seven years. Yeah. <laughs> I have enjoyed Orton more, though, in the later, kind of what he's been doing lately. The last most recent years. heel turn shows a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. What else? Is there anything else on SmackDown, or do you kind of want to 
get to the SmackDown issues with our Fastlane card. Yeah, let's give one more award. Let's go ahead and get that knocked out so we don't forget, and then we'll get into Fastlane and tie up any loose ends as we wrap this thing up. It's time! It's time! It's Sorry for Markings, Markout Performer of the Week. And new! Joe, 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 Joe. Man, did not see this coming. No, but it is about damn time. It's a big win. Samoa Joe winning the U.S. title in a fatal four-way match against Rey Mysterio, Andrade, and R-Truth. Pinning Andrade. He is our markout performer of the week. First of all, that fatal four-way was awesome. Joe looked as good as he's looked in it. I'm glad he's healthy. Injuries have always been my worry with Joe that that's going to keep him from having a a good title run. No matter what title it is, I was worried injuries were going to be an issue. Let's hope it stays not an issue because he looked great. Say what you want to say about Joe real quick. Then I have some thoughts on just the U.S. title in general on SmackDown. Yo, uh, I was going to transition to the good matches we could get out of this. Almost endless. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Like, Mm Mm-hmm. Take go back and look at what the SmackDown Tag Team Championships were for the SmackDown Six back in the Ruthless Aggression era. I think that's what the U.S. title can be for the mid card right now Ooh, on SmackDown. That's an excellent point. Just have these. You have such so, such a deep mid card right now with excellent workers. You just let these dudes battle it out over that title and just put on clinics week after week. My God, you do, especially if you throw in some of the NXT guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got mid cards for days and Samoa Joe is the perfect heel to have that title and to hold that title my next thought in the more near term future I think there's somebody who's going to have a bone to pick with Joe who doesn't really have a match in Mania so we're talking it might not happen but if we're talking John Cena versus Samoa Joe for the US title and Randy Orton versus AJ Styles both at WrestleMania, and they're not even two of the main matches on the card, that's where you build a great WrestleMania. Joe's the markout performer, Orton's the markout moment. The bigger thing is, it looks like these guys are going to have something to do for Mania, while all the newer stars are fighting out at the top. And guess what? That's what the modern era should be, and modern era WrestleManias should be, is the veterans giving us solid, great stories and matches, and the new young stars carrying the flag at the top of the company. Yes, sir. We're on our way there. Got to stop at Fastlane first, though. Yes. So, weird to have two pay-per-views during WrestleMania season. This one really snuck up on me. Yeah. But it is here. Fastlane's coming this Sunday. So, let's start with the Becky-Charlotte match. The story here, of course... If Becky wins, of course. You're going to need another hour here. (laughs) (laughs) It's that simple. If Becky wins, she gets added to the title match in Mania, which was her match to begin with. Right. So (laughs) Becky wins the Rumble. And then she's not 100%. They want her to get checked out. She refuses. And she beats them up. She beats up the authority. They make her apologize. They say, okay, you're in the match. It's yours. Then Vince comes out, gives it to Charlotte, suspends Becky for 60 days. Suspension gets lifted. Becky versus Charlotte at Fastlane for the vacated Raw Women's title that Ronda vacated because they didn't put Becky in the match. 
Then Ronda comes out. Steph gives her the title back and says, actually, this Becky-Charlotte match is to see if Becky gets added to it. So the woman who was originally scheduled in the match is now getting her shot to be scheduled in the match. Simple as that. Woo! I just wanted to... I, that wasn't even for y'all. That wasn't even for the listeners. That was for me just to sum this up in my head. That's insane. Because when you told... When I texted you this week, when we were kind of planning out the show, I said, I don't see how this is convoluted. Because in this chapter of the story, it feels like Stephanie baited Rhonda into getting her back because she needs her money person. Give her, Here's your title back. Oh, guess what, though? We're going to give Becky the chance to be in... To me, all that made enough sense where I was willing to buy it. It's only when I listened to you and I turned on... Part, I'm now part of the Busted Open Nation with Bully Ray and Dave LaGreca. And you're right. From the rumble, this is just a bunch of messy shit to get to what we all want anyway. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let the, I'm gonna save my thoughts on this for next week. Because right now, I'm, it all feels very unnecessary. <laughs> okay. I don't really know why we had to do all this. But I'm going to see where Fastlane goes. I'm going to let it wrap up. And then we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth next week. But it's just, I don't know. I know you have a lot of TV time to fill in between, but it just seems unnecessary. Like, she's not even really hurt. Okay. <laughs> Which brings me... Right. Which brings me to two things. We can get into the details of Becky kind of no-selling the Ronda ass-beating. There's all kind of little issues with it. I don't want to split hairs. But what's your temperature check on Becky and this feud as a whole? Because it feels like it's cooling off. Slightly, but I think only because it was so red hot. You're, like it was hard to keep that level. Which leads me to my next question. Did they start this feud too damn early? I mean, it's the Royal Rumble. What are you going to do? Have that Becky suspension. Let oh. it play out. Like, just yeah. let that. And, and bring we'll her talk back about Then later. you're going to hear, like, well, man, boy, they really called Becky off. She hasn't even been on TV. She can still be on TV and keep just causing havoc. Yeah. In the Kill Bill outfit. I get it. It's a tough spot. It's, it's tough. I'm fantasy bug. Yeah. I know it's tough. Yeah. But it, they may have started too early. And we'll get into the details in the coming weeks. Hopefully, though... I think at, people want this match enough where they're going to be very willing to rev back up for it. Exactly. And I'm thinking when they rev back up for it, it can get even more red hot than it was mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm not worried about the feud or anything. I just... Sometimes I wonder why... Why are we doing all this? But that might all be very clear and by the time we get there. And it could just be just to tell stories on episodic television, yeah. which you still need. What's your... You want to do predictions now? Becky wins. Absolutely. <laughs> Is Ronda going to be there? Yes. Yes, yes. Becky wins because of Ronda. Ooh, interesting. No, because she just turned heel. Did she turn... Oh, let's talk about that real quick. Mm-hmm. I was wild. Well, that was my next question: Is how are you feeling? I love the Ronda Hill turn. Yeah, that this is this feels like WWE doing what feels natural. Yes, you see the way Ronda is out there. You see the way the crowd reacts to Becky. You read Ronda's tweets. That this all seems very natural, and it feels like WWE doing what we've criticized them so much for not doing in the past, and doing Roman what, especially, and doing what they came out on worldwide television and promised right. that they were going to do. It feels like they're rolling with the punches a little bit, and yeah, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. I'm on board, too. I like the heel turn. I think it's also going to get Becky that much more over when she beats 
who's Charlotte, who's got uber heat right now, by the way, doing great in her role in this. And now you got the Hill Becky. I mean, I'm sorry. I apologize. The Hill Rhonda, who people have been wanting to boo anyway. So they're going to let that out. And Becky's going to be the conquering hero in the main event of WrestleMania, the man standing tall. You know what, man? You just, Daniel Bryan's so right. You saying that Ronda Rousey, the, the lady people want to boo anyway. Mm-hmm. We're just so fickle. <laughs> we are fickle. That's so fickle. Well, we want to boo her in this feud. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's but funny. They, they, no, it's just, makes it's just us funny. choose. Yeah. yeah. I choose Becky as well. But <laughs> it's just funny. We're fickle. Let me, because this discussion, the Becky, Ronda, Charlotte thing is one that's not one we can rush. Let me leave them with this and we'll remember to come back to this. I think the feud has cooled off because they've almost lost sight of what got Becky so hot in the first place. The promos haven't been the same. The attitude hasn't been the same. I think they purposely went a different direction in a mind games direction, and I don't like it. I like the fire, and I, I feel like Becky's been missing that a little bit. And I hate criticizing her. I feel like I'm going to get attacked just for saying it. Well, Alex is going to be waiting at your house. But I think that's why the feud's cooled off a little bit is because now she's still getting the Becky. She's still the second probably to Kofi, most over person currently right now. What? What is happening? Modern air, man. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It's just if you would have told me that three years ago. I know. Unbelievable. So I, it's still working. This is just something I want us to revisit is what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, and we will. Because we'll, it could turn the other direction starting on fucking Tuesday and all this is for naught. That's why I want to table it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm assuming you're picking Becky there as well. Yeah, Becky's winning. Okay. Sure. WWE Championship, which this is when you know we are in WrestleMania season. We haven't even talked about any of this on this whole episode. No. Um, it's We it can't be too hard is. on ourselves, though, because we just got back from that two-week hiatus. So we had to sum up everything from last week's episode so now we're just kind of getting on track mania season man. but like i told you all last week keep following us at sorry for marking some storylines on a wrestlemania build get more emphasis on some weeks than others so it's all great and we're going to cover it all don't worry about that folks i want you to answer two things here give me your prediction for the match okay tell me your initial thoughts on a face kevin owens my prediction is daniel bryan wins I really like face Kevin Owens. I I worry about him having the right heel. Be it's Daniel Bryan. Let me just say this: Daniel Bryan's the perfect heel for Kevin Owens to come back as a fresh new face. I hope that can be sustained. But I really like what this promo and the initial face turn here. Yeah, it's weird for me, but I really—I mean, he's good. He's great. He's great on the mic. He's got mm-hmm. charisma. I think he'll be a good face just because he's really good at pro wrestling. I, but it's it's just weird right now. I'm showing my hand because at the end of the day, it's going to take a lot for a face Kevin Owens, for me to ultimately prefer a face Kevin Owens over a heel Kevin Owens. That's how much I love heel Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. But I'm always down for a, something different, especially this time of year. I'm taking Daniel Bryan here too. Hopefully next week we're talking about Kofi getting back in the mix here. What it kind of feels like to me, it feels like, they planned a Daniel Bryan Kevin Owens match. Kofi got unexpectedly really hot and really over, and once again they called it a little bit of an audible. Damn. And they, they flipped them. 
Like Kofi deserves this Mania match. Let's give Kofi a Mania match. That's what people. You know what? You're right. They probably were planning Owens versus Brian because we were talking about until Kofi got hot. The question was: Is there anybody who's because Styles in the rumor was that feud was over? You know, the rumor was saying KO. See, I didn't read that. That's what the rumors were saying. Huh? Yeah, I kept thinking Cena. I kept thinking we were going to get Cena. Either way, you're right. It does feel like. It's Kofi's moment to have. Question for you. Is it a triple threat now? Does Dane So you don't want Kevin Owens in that match? No, I think uh, It's what they're doing with Ronda Becky and Charlotte in another strat. They're just doing it right. In another like, way. The story just doesn't need him. The story's about Kofi. The story's about Daniel Bryan. Like that's plenty right there. Mm-hmm. I I want it to be a one on one match too. I want it to be Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania and Kofi to win. That's what I want. Anything else at this point is going to be a bit of a letdown. Um, that's where I'm putting my expectations for Brian Kofi at Mania. Yeah. What's Sm- our next match? SmackDown Women's Championship. Asuka versus Mandy Rose. Asuka. Yes. SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Usos defending against Shane McMahon and The Miz. Side note, fucking love the Usos. Their promo this past week. <laughs> They're the coolest dudes so alive, good. right? When they're on... One of my favorite promos They're in so the business. Cool. Coolest dudes alive. The markout moment of the week candidate was when Jay said that Shane thought he had a better shoe game than the Usos. Jimmy was like, well, actually he does because for the past couple. That's not the point. That ain't the point. <laughs> J- Jimmy going right back to being super angry and fired up was just perfect. Like he, no pause. Uh, markout moment of the night candidate there. I think the Usos win this. I think Shane turns on Miz. In Miz's hometown that they've been uh, shoving down our throats. It's his hometown. His dad's going to be there. Shane is going to beat the shit out of Miz in front of his dad. And maybe beat his dad up on Sunday. Okay. I'm going to go with your prediction. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, did, you not, did you not see? That felt like... this To me, that feels very predictable. This feels like one of the more predictable stories going... I don't know who's turning on who. Shane's turning on Miz. Yeah. Absolutely. They've been wanting Miz to be a face for the last, since the calendar turned. So they use, they're going to use Shane to get him over. Since the, what, what kind of language is that? For many <laughs> henceforth, <laughs> henceforth, you do not know how I shall speak about wrestling. I just told you five minutes ago, I have for, foresaw the WrestleMania card. For many moons, they have wanted Miz a face. Just mad at my, my expanded vocabulary. It feels like jealousy to me. Um, it feels very predictable to me. But I'm I'm excited to see because Shane is a heel. People don't know that that don't didn't watch the Attitude Era. But we all know Shane's a heel, and I think we're gonna see it on Sunday. The Shield potentially one last reunion versus the beefy triumvirate of Bobby Lashley. Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. Is that your... That's what I'm calling The them. beefy what? Is that what... The beefy triumvirate. Wow. <laughs> the beefy triumvirate. Yeah, that's... Like the, yeah. That's great. But <laughs> you just got on me for saying as when the calendar turns, and you're trying to name a tag team in the year 2019, the beefy triumphant. Triumphant. You want me to even say that? What even... Is that Latin? It's like a... 
like a powerful trio. Uh-huh. Nobody says that. Like a powerful trio. Get on me for shit. What is that? The beefy triumvirate. I'm not chase. even sure that's a word. I'm going to let you have it as a word. That's a good feel- name. <laughs> that's a good. Give me a better one. Either. I'm not. The Shield's winning because it doesn't matter. That won't. Hopefully they. the. I'm sorry. Say the name again because I can't fucking say it. The beefy triumvirate. <laughs> oh, okay okay you just told on yourself there don't delete that editor you got to leave that one in i think the shield's beaten them and i i want drew mcintyre as far away from baron corbin yes. and bobby lashley as yes. possible yes give me that that's all i got to say about that and the shield is winning and we'll see what happens with them going forward we've already discussed that women's tag titles first of all are you nervous i'm a little nervous well chase Sasha doesn't defend well her titles. <laughs> I walked do, right into it. She doesn't do well. 0-5, I think she is. <laughs> Those were individual titles. She's got the hugster on her side now. Okay, so... Listen, I'm intrigued in this one because I don't see how they're going to win. But I think they're going to. I'm predicting them to win. Yeah, me too. But man, Tamina and I are... I don't, they're going to have to overcome some shit. I, I think this has been a pretty good little mini feud. For the first tag team title belt. I might be in the minority there. Obviously, I'm fond of one of the women in the match. We'll leave it at that. Tamina, right? <laughs> yeah. So who's uh, who's winning this for you? Yes, Bailey and Sasha okay. also. I think they're the perfect people to carry those titles for a while and build them into something. Mm-hmm. It feels like it. And we have a Raw Tag Team Championship match. Is that mm-hmm. correct? That's correct. The Revival versus Rude and Gable versus Black and Ricochet. Yes. I think the Revival. I think okay. the Revival retain here as well. Okay. Black and Ricochet, first main roster pay-per-view. Oh, that's Let's right. Let's see how they do. They're going to do something crazy. And then, I think other than that, right, you just have the kickoff match, which is a barn burner this is the one time you need to be watching the kickoff show my friend oh that's right Rey Mysterio versus Andrade mm-hmm. they've had a couple barn burners lately um you think gonna... they'll get a mania match no I don't think so I don't know what they're gonna do with that we might get some kind of multi-man U.S. title thing okay but I don't know they're not if Joe and Cena do a thing oh that's true you're right no, I don't think they're... Man, they might be the odd... They might be like Andre... Well, it could be pre-show. A mini Andre feud. We had to do a pre-show here at Fastlane, though. That's a little... It's a tough card to get on, even the pre-show. I might wait on an Andrade Ray thing until you get on the other side of Mania. Would that now, be I'm, one of your main things coming out of mm-hmm. Mania? Yeah. Let it be a good momentum starter for a new Andrade. Let Ray put him over coming out of Mania. But... Andrade and Ray won't like hearing that because <laughs> they're not getting that WrestleMania payday if they're not on the card. No cruiserweight match on the show? I'm not sure. Uh, we need like an official 205 Live consultant. If anybody's out if there. If anybody wants to volunteer <laughs> If for anybody's that. qualified, send a resume to start. Sure, we have a listener. I mean, we got our boy Hub in the Philippines. Hub, if you know somebody. Hey, Hub, if you want to be our 205 Live consultant, he's busy with his wrestling in the philippines but there's people in michigan that could be the 205 live consultant hit us up either way tell your friends out there in michigan hub tell your friends in the philippines sorry for marking as the podcast to be at for the all the wrestlemania build maybe not the 205 live stuff though so thanks for tuning in guys we appreciate your time on this road to wrestlemania 
We'll be back next week. We're going to start a new trilogy. We're continuing the road to WrestleMania. There's not going to be a shortage of things to talk about. No, because are, are we doing, you don't want to do a full Fastlane reaction show? We we will see. Okay. That, let's throw out the possibility if okay. it's if it's worthy. Okay. That's why I was I was getting at, and okay. I, that's why I kind of want to let it in for the people around the water cooler. You all know, at about eleven o'clock Sunday night, whether you're getting a full fast lane reaction show or you're getting a new trilogy slash fast lane reaction show. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes, especially the Raw and SmackDown after fast lane. Yeah, because how many would will that give us four to five weeks till Mania? Oh my gosh, less, yeah, less, less than, than that. that. Yeah, so it'll be mm-hmm. go time. And we're almost right at a month away, and I'm and I couldn't be more excited to be here with you. No matter what studio we're in, it doesn't matter. We're around the water cooler with you all, and we appreciate you all tuning in this week as well and every week on the road to WrestleMania. Sorry for Martin. See you. Did pretty good. I think so. I think it went well.